So here's today's transformational truth. Nothing will inhibit the pursuit of your purpose like unresolved pain. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Transformational Truths. In today's episode, I want to take the time to talk to you about emotional health. I believe this is critical to a leader developing his or her core. So here's today's Transformational Truth. Nothing will inhibit the pursuit of your purpose like unresolved pain. When we started the conversation about the importance of leadership core development, I told you that there are four parts to a leader's core. There is his spiritual health, there is his or her emotional health, relational health, and mindset. And today, I want to tackle emotional health. I think this is probably one of the most underestimated attributes of leadership development, okay? Because nine out of ten times, the lid on someone's life or leadership can be traced back to unresolved pain, okay, pain that they've never dealt with. And oftentimes, this has been following us for years, maybe even decades. The pain of rejection and or abandonment usually pack the biggest punch and inflict the deepest wounds. And ultimately, they end up impacting the way you and I make decisions as we go through life the way we navigate our marriages or our relationships, the way we relate to other people, the things we say yes to, the things we say no to can almost always be traced back to our emotional health. So rather than leading boldly to be effective, we will oftentimes, when we're carrying unresolved pain, we will end up leading to not get hurt. We end up playing it safe. We end up surrounding ourselves with people that are even more hurt or insecure than we are. This is a form of emotional insulation. Okay, we live our lives to insulate ourselves from the possibility of more pain or more rejection. And then we end up looking to the people we're leading to give us a sense of belonging or a sense of value. And this becomes toxic in more than one way. In fact, let me offer you a few symptoms of unresolved pain. All right, number one, a lack of emotional maturity. This is usually evidenced by our feelings or our emotions calling the shots. All right, number two, relational and social unawareness. Okay, number three, a false sense of self that causes us to constantly compare ourselves with others. All right, number four, we're easily offended. That's a big one. Number five, we get paralyzed when it comes to making decisions. Number six, we're not teachable. Number seven, We start viewing success, or the success of others rather, as a threat to our own. All right, these are all symptoms of unresolved pain in our life that's causing us to become emotionally unhealthy. And here's why this is dangerous, okay? Unresolved pain produces insecurity. Insecurity produces pride. And pride becomes the inhibiting factor in our relationships, in our leadership, and even in our ability to heal. Okay, because pride will convince you that it's keeping you safe when in reality, it's holding you prisoner to your past. It is the very thing that is keeping you stuck. 
Now, all of us have baggage or brokenness or some insecurities in our life. That's a given, okay? Who am I talking to? Every one of us. We we knowingly or unknowingly carry these unresolved issues, these unresolved points of pain through our lives, in our relationships. That's not the question. The question is, are we willing to be an active participant in our own healing process? And here's part of the reason why I think so many leaders wrestle with admitting that they've got pain, admitting that they've got some old brokenness in their life. Because we equate brokenness with value. All right, if if you have a watch and that watch breaks, then you think, well, that watch has less value. You know, if you think you've got a car, the car breaks down, well, that car has less value. And then we take that same standard and we apply it to us as people. The problem is... That simply is not true. Your brokenness does not impact your value. You are eternally valuable. You have incredible worth. You have incredible value. That is a given. Your brokenness does not make you less valuable. But because we believe that, we have a hard time confessing our brokenness, admitting that we have brokenness, or addressing it at all. Because if you think that somehow your brokenness inhibits your value or restricts your value or taints your value, then who wants to admit you have brokenness? Because you want to gain a certain level of value for your own well-being, but also in the eyes of the people that you care about, you love. Okay, but listen to me, that's not true. Your brokenness does not determine your value. Jesus does. All right, now listen, if, if, if you're not a churchgoer, if you're not a believer, then you're just going to have to deal with this moment for a minute, okay? Uh, I want to talk to everybody that's listening to me. This is very important. Your value is not determined by your unbrokenness. Your value is determined by what Jesus accomplished for you on the cross, period. You have incredible worth. You have incredible value. It is determined by the life that Jesus laid down on Calvary, period. So that means that you're free to address your brokenness. You're free to engage the healing process. You can actually own your own brokenness. You can own your own pain because it does not in any way inhibit or impact your value. Okay, and we have to be an active participant in our own healing process. Let me say this again. You and I have to make up our minds that we're going to be an active participant in our own healing process. That means I'm not going to lean away from my pain. I'm going to lean into it. All right. And there are two things that we all have to do to cultivate emotional health. Number one, we have to be honest about our pain. We have to be honest about our brokenness. All right. Number two... We have to invite somebody in if we're serious about healing, all right? That can be, if you're married, that can be your spouse. That can also be a friend. That can be a therapist or a counselor, all right? This is vital. So number one, be honest about your pain. Number two, invite somebody in. You know what? Let me add a third one to this list. You have to be willing to go backwards in order to go forwards. A couple of years ago, I led my team, the team that I am privileged to lead, through this, this concept of going backwards to go forwards. It absolutely revolutionized the culture of our team. It revolutionized the culture of our ministry. Here's why. Because we cultivated an environment where it was okay to not be okay. In fact, this had such a tremendous and profound impact upon us that I ended up calling in a counselor who would come in periodically just to meet with the staff one-on-one -on -one or their them and their spouses. Because as we began to lean into this concept, it, it so 
wrecked us in a good way, okay? It, it began to reveal some brokenness in our lives that we didn't realize was holding us back as individuals and then ultimately as a team. That changed our ministry. It changed the church that we get to lead in such a way. I can't even describe to you on this podcast. It began to trickle down into the rest of the teams, into the rest of the team leads. It began to move its way into the church and the congregation itself. I cannot tell you, listen, whether you're leading a church or an organization, cultivating an environment where it's okay not to be okay is vital. It is absolutely crucial. And this is where I think integrity and leadership really shows through. Okay, because if the only thing you care about when it comes to your team is what they can do for you, rather than how you can serve them and help their potential bubble to the surface, help their brokenness heal. I don't think that's integrity and leadership. Okay, if we just care about what people can do for us, I think that's shallow leadership. I think then we've probably got some emotional health issues that we need to take care of because that's really an insecurity issue. When you begin to you quote unquote use other people for your to manage your image or to do for you rather than working as a team together and as a leader, quite frankly, our first calling is to serve others, beginning with our team. So how do we facilitate an environment where it's okay not to be okay? So we've got to be honest about our pain and give the people that we lead and around us uh, freedom to be honest about their pain. Number two, we've got to invite someone in and give them the chance to do the same thing. This revolutionized our organization and our ministry. I mean, it's incredible. And number three, you've got to be willing to go backwards to go forwards. I know this is tough. I know this is tough, especially that third one, because if you're anything like me, you want to keep the movement going forward. But let me help you save some time. If you don't deal with your pain, your pain will eventually deal with you. So you can either decide to go backwards on your own and deal with the pain or eventually hit an absolute wall. You will hit a wall. I I don't know when it's going to happen to you. I don't know if it will happen five years in or 10 years in or 15 years into you leading, whether it's your family or your ministry or your business. You will hit a wall. And you will either stay frustrated at the wall or do the hard work of going backwards, dealing with the pain and healing, so you can finally get past that wall. Okay, because until you do this, you're going to spend your life and your leadership absolutely frustrated. And eventually what will happen is that insecurity and that pride will begin to taint every relationship in your life. You'll end up pushing good people away, okay, including your own family. And the longer we kick this can down the road the bigger the issue will get. You can't, listen, one of the greatest fallacies when it comes to pain is that time heals all things. (laughs) No, it doesn't. That's simply not true. Now, do things heal over time? Yes, but that's not the same thing as saying that time alone will heal all things. That's just not true. There are plenty of people unwilling to deal with their pain who are not getting older and wiser. They're getting older and bitter. Okay, and our emotional health is a vital component to our core as a person. All right, that's why there's so much conversation right now around emotional intelligence. Uh, You you can't jump into a clubhouse room without somebody talking about emotional intelligence because people have figured out that you can be extremely intelligent and you can be extremely qualified but lack the emotional fortitude to do the job or to simply be a team player because, you know, you lack self-awareness and and you have this, uh, this inability to just work with people. I mean, our emotional health will determine how we handle conflict. 
And conflict is a normal part of life. It's a normal part of family. It's a normal part of leading a ministry or an organization. So, so if I don't have good emotional health, if I haven't cultivated emotional health, then I'm not going to handle conflict well. Okay, it, it determines how we communicate or don't communicate. It determines how we handle critique or correction, how we respond to criticism. And, and being emotionally healthy is non-negotiable, right? This Again, this is why I'm launching the Leadership Institute for Core Development, because most models of leadership focus on skill development. But again, listen, we're drunk on skills, guys. I mean, we've got more access to resources than we've ever had in our life. At our fingertips, we can access information in record time, right? But what we've done is we focused on image and we focused on skill for so long that now we're beginning to see leaders. They're burning out faster than ever. They're walking away at record numbers. I mean, their relationships are suffering. Their marriages are falling apart because we're not helping people develop their core, including their emotional health. Okay, We've got to develop our core because I can amass the skills that I need to get myself in the door. But if I don't cultivate the emotional health that will sustain me, once I get through the door, I will not be able to stay in that room for very long. And in my humble opinion, I think this is probably one of the reasons so many of us suffer with uh, this imposter syndrome that we hear so much about. Right, Because oftentimes we know we've developed the skills, but we subconsciously realize we have not developed something else. Something else that's important, and that is what I believe your core, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your, relation, your, your relational health, and your mindset. All right, and, and emotional health is one of the primary reasons that we either flourish or we wither in the midst of challenge or adversity. That's why when, we, when COVID hit, everything shut down. Businesses felt it in their bottom line. Ministries and churches felt it all, I mean, across the board in every facet that you can imagine. We felt it. And this is where our lack of core development came to the surface. Our lack of emotional health, our lack of self-awareness, the presence of insecurity, the presence of pride, all of that was pushed to the surface. I'll tell you something. There are a lot of leaders that didn't want to have to deal with some stuff that were forced to deal with some stuff during COVID. Okay. Because COVID exposed where we placed our identity. So if we thought our value was tied to uh, the amount of clients we had or the amount of people that attended our churches on Sundays, well, let me tell you something. Really quickly, you did not feel very valuable. And there are a lot of people that went through some serious identity crisis during COVID for this very reason, right? Why? Because we had this, the preaching skills, we had the quote-unquote leadership skills. We had the structure skills, the systems skills, but our core had never been properly developed. The, the question that, that used to be asked when making a, an important hire, whether you know church or Fortune 500 company, doesn't matter, was what's your IQ? That's no longer the most important question, right? Today, the big question is, what is your EQ? What is your emotional quotient? At the end of the day, here's what everyone wants to know. Can they get along with people? Are they self-aware? Are they emotionally healthy? Every single one of us has brokenness someplace in our lives. That's a given. Every single one of us has some insecurity somewhere in our lives. The question is, are we willing to participate in our own healing journey and put that behind us? Because let me tell you what I'm convinced of. Every single human being on the planet is full of God-given potential. Everybody. Everybody. All right? That potential is often buried under the dirt of old pain. 
Developing your emotional health, all right, developing our core is in part digging past our dirt to discover our true purpose and potential. Is it a little scary? Yeah, it is. Is it worth it? (laughs) Absolutely. So here's today's transformational truth. Nothing will inhibit the pursuit of your purpose like the presence of unresolved pain. Listen, if you'd like to connect with me, you can hit me up on Instagram at Pastor Travis Hall, or you can go to my website at www.cultivatemypurpose.com, or just check out the links that we've included for you in the show notes. And if transformational truths is helpful to you, please do me a favor, take a moment, go to Apple iTunes, rate the show, and write us a quick review, because I want to help you restore the joy to your life and your leadership. Thank you.